Welcome back to another episode of Jesus Sisters. I'm your host, Allie, and we are continuing our series of enemy awareness. I think it's just always good to know the tactics of the enemy, know how he works so that we can fight his temptations, his lies. We can also call upon our creator and protector, Jesus Christ, to give us strength, to protect us from these evil forces. He says in Matthew, he gives us the daily prayer. He says, when we don't know how to pray, we're supposed to say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom and your power and your glory forever and ever. There's there's different versions to that prayer, but it's this daily prayer and we're asking to be delivered from evil because we do fight against, not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, against dark forces of this world. So before we really um, start on this second part of the series, I do just want to stop and pray, ask for the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit here. So Lord, I just ask that you would empty me of myself, anoint my lips so that I would only speak what you would have me speak. Holy Spirit, I just invite you here to you know, protect and give me the right words so that this would be effective. I just pray for whoever is listening, that you would bless them, that you would protect them, that you would give them strength, Lord, that they would just grow in their personal relationship with you. And I just thank you for them being here today, Lord. God bless them. And yeah, let's let's get started. You are the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. And that's Ezekiel 28, 14 to 15. So in Ezekiel 28, 12 to 19, that passage from the Bible contains a prophecy directed toward the king of Tyre. So these verses are seen as having a dual meaning. They describe the arrogance and downfall of the earthly king of Tyre. And then on another level, they depict the pride and eventual judgment of Satan, the fallen angel. So the king of Tyre is compared to Satan here. Satan who is perfect in beauty, but fell due to pride and arrogance. So this passage talks of about the consequences of this arrogance with Satan being cast down from his exalted position. And it is important to note that interpretations of this passage do vary. So I just encourage everybody to always read this for yourself, pray and, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal and to guide you. He will always provide wisdom. That is what scripture says, you know, so always do your own seeking on your own because God has stuff that he wants to reveal to you as, you know, just his way of building that personal relationship when we, you know, seek him. So do you want to give that little side note there? And then I just wanted to talk about how 
Lucifer during that time rebelled and challenged God. We can see in the previous scriptures that he fell from heaven, turning into Satan, the adversary. And we talked about this scripture in our last episode, but it says in Isaiah 14, 13 to 14, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So this passage also tells the fall of Lucifer or Satan from heaven. And it reflects the pride and ambition that led to his rebellion against God. And it is that depicted depiction of Satan and his ultimate goal and desire for ultimate power. And then his folly of trying to elevate himself to a divine status, which resulted in his fall from grace. And then also when that fall happened, Satan influenced a, a third or they say a third of the angels to rebel with him. And we see in Revelations 12, 3 to 4. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. He, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. So this is showing the cosmic battle between the forces of evil, the dragon, and the forces of good, the woman and her child, Jesus. But the dragon is the devil, and the stars are the angels. So the woman and the child represent Jesus, and the sweeping of a third of the stars from the sky represents the rebellion, um, that fall of the portion of the heavenly angels that were led by the devil. And this is also referenced in Revelation 12, 9, where Jesus tells us that Satan deceives the whole world. Revelation 12, 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. It's just interesting how it's like he deceives the whole world. And I'm glad that in the Bible, it tells us that when we become followers of Christ, that we are not of this world. So I find comfort knowing that we are not of this world because I do not want to be deceived by this evil, evil, yeah, the, the devil. I don't want to be influenced by the devil. So, and this is also telling us that the devil is not a mere symbol or a legend. He is a very real entity. Originally, Satan was that angel of God, but we've discussed how his pride led to his corruption. And so the devil is an adversary of God, the creator, and he's constantly attempting to obstruct God's work. However, he operates within limits set by God's power, and he's only able to do what God allows. And in one of our future episodes, we're going to talk about Job more and how we can apply that, you know, he only is able to operate within the limits set by God's power and only able to do what God allows. So the name Satan itself, we've kind of discussed this, means accuser, and he actively seeks out individuals to target, and he 
particularly targets believers who may be vulnerable in their faith or isolated from other believers. That's why we always talk about iron sharpening iron, how it's so important to have that fellowship with other believers because they can build us up and share in our sufferings and and all those things that we've talked about. So it's important to know those things that he does to, you know, ultimately get a, a foothold in our lives to just cause havoc and chaos and despair. So despite God permitting the devil to work in the world, God remains in control and Jesus has ultimate authority over Satan. And we see that in, in scriptures. So through Jesus's death and resurrection, Jesus triumphed over Satan for the redemption of humanity's sins. And one day, Satan will be eternally bound, ending his ability to carry out his evil deeds. So we can see in 2 Corinthians 4, 1 to 4. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God. And all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Wow. I mean, there it just says, too, that he is the ruler of this world and that he blinds the minds of unbelievers so they're unable to see the glorious light of Jesus, the good news. I mean, that is why when we are given this incredible gift and the gospel hits our heart, we just have to share it because it is so important. And when we see that the devil is out there trying to trick and blind people who don't believe, when we were once sinners ourselves, like we have a duty out there to love our neighbors and to, you know, shine Jesus's light for people who are far from Christ, because there is a battle going on for our souls. You know, Satan is the ruler of this world, and he is aiming to deceive and leading those who don't follow Christ astray. The temptations of this world, temptations of wealth, authority, and pleasure can obscure the message and light of the gospel of Jesus. And those who reject Jesus in favor of their own desires have unwittingly aligned themselves with Satan and the devil has unknowingly become their God. I did also want to talk about how Satan is often considered to gain strongholds in our lives through various means. Here are some common ideas about or not ideas, but here are some common ways Satan establishes a foothold in our lives. One, temptation. We'll talk about in future episodes just like the temptations of Jesus that Satan had and kind of dive more into that. But Satan is always associated with temptation and he will exploit our desires and weaknesses. So when we succumb to our sinful desires or unethical actions, it is a way that Satan can gain influence over us. That's why James tells us, resist the devil and he will flee. So we need to resist those temptations because we do not 
want Satan to gain influence over us. He is evil. He is not your friend. He, the devil roams around like a lion seeking souls to devour. That is not good. You don't want to align yourself. Like Jesus tells us these things because he loves us. He cares about us. He is our creator. He created us for hope and a purpose. He has unconditional love. He never leaves us. He tells us these things. He warns us because he loves us. Just like a parent warns their child, Jesus warns us of this adversary. Then another way is deception. Satan is a master deceiver. He leads people astray by distorting the truth. He convinces people of false beliefs. He's the counterfeit. And he leads us into spiritual darkness through deceit. And then sin. Jesus talked about sin so much. And this is why when we understand why, we know why he told us not to sin anymore why, or something worse might happen to us. It all ties in to, there's also in the Bible, they talk about like, almost like when we sin, there's a judge, the father is the judge, Jesus, but Jesus pays the price. So there is still a price to be paid for our sins because. That is just the way the rules of the world have been established. You must pay for sin. And that's why Jesus knew there was no way that we could pay it. So he paid it. It's that free gift. So when we stand up and we meet our maker and we're asked what we, you know, how we are getting into the kingdom of heaven, it is not going to be by our good deeds. We are not going to say by us. I'm going to stand there and say it is through the the price that Jesus Christ paid my savior. That is my ticket here by nothing I have done. It is all by Jesus. And so sin, you know, the devil loves to get us to engage in sinful behavior. Sin creates that opening for Satan. And when we persist in wrongdoing, we become increasingly entangled in a destructive cycle that separates us from God's will and path. And we always want to be in God's will and path because being in God's will and path is going to bring us true joy, true fulfillment, true purpose, hope, peace that surpasses understanding, agape love, all those things that our soul desires, whether we're aware of it or not, comes with following God's will and path. And being obedient shouldn't be this terrible thing for us. We should want to be obedient because of our love for Christ, because of what he's done. And we should trust in the fact that he does love and care about us. And if he tells us that something isn't good for us, he really means it. And it's not good for us. And then another way is doubt and unbelief. Doubt and a lack of faith is another way that Satan establishes a foothold in our life. When we doubt our beliefs or faith in Jesus, we become susceptible to dark and evil influences. And then disobedience, resisting the guidance of Jesus and the Holy Spirit allows Satan to gain power in our lives. In John 8, 41 to 47, just listen to this. You are doing the deeds of your father, they said to him. We were not born as a result of sexual immorality. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came forth from God and am here. For I have not even come on my own, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? Is it because you cannot listen to my word? 
you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I say the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? The one who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because you are not of God. That is deep. And I pray that we hear the truth because this is saying, which one of you convicts me of sin? He is claiming, I am the way, the truth, and the light. I am truth. So if I speak truth and you're not believing me, if you are of God, you're going to hear the words of God. And he's saying, for this reason, you do not hear them because you are not of God. He is saying he, they belong to the world and the ruler of this world. So Jesus is essentially saying that the Jewish leaders did not recognize him as the son of God because they are spiritually opposed to him. He is telling them that their actions and attitudes align with the devil and are not with God. Jesus emphasizes the importance of recognizing the truth and hearing the words of God, stating that their inability to do so is due to their spiritual condition and disbelief. So if we kind of break down what we were just talking about, this is not good. They are, yeah, the religious leaders, despite being descendants of Abraham, demonstrated through their actions that they were aligned with the devil and lived under his influence. In contrast, genuine children of God do not exhibit the same behaviors that the religious Pharisees did. The religious Pharisees' actions made it quite clear that they were under the influence of the devil. Even if they themselves may have not realized it, their hatred for the truth, their lies, and their harmful intentions showed just how much control the devil had over them. In essence, they were tools of the devil, carrying out the devil's plans, and they spoke the language of deception. And this pattern, unfortunately, continues today. Satan still uses people to obstruct the work of God. And this passage is part of a deeper conversation of the Gospel of John, where Jesus is explaining his identity and relationship with God. It's to highlight and give that comparison between those who accept and follow Jesus and those who reject Jesus. It also tells us other characteristics of the devil, which are not good, that he is a liar and a deceiver, and that Satan is a murderer and has been a murderer from the beginning. So Satan is the ruler of this world, aiming to deceive and leading those who don't follow Christ astray. You know, so like we've we've talked about before, the the temptations of this world, those pleasures, you know, they they can really obscure, you know, Jesus in our lives. So we don't want that. And then just to reiterate, I think this, when I was reading these scriptures, it's just really apparent that Satan is the God of this world. We've, we've heard it through a couple of scriptures now, 
but in second Corinthians four, four Satan, who is the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And then moving on to, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of when Satan tempted Jesus. We're not going to really break down, you know, how Satan tempts in this episode, but I did want to just bring up this scripture because I think it's, there's some good talking points here. So in Luke 4, 5 to 6, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I will give it to whomever I wish. So we can see that Satan is the real power behind the, the throne of this world's kingdoms. and what I thought was very interesting and, and brings that point home is Jesus did not argue about who had authority over the kingdoms of the world. That's why I love this scripture because this should not, like we've talked about, we are not of this world. That's what we hear in, in scripture. But Jesus also said, fear not for I have overcome the world. And then Ephesians, I just, I love Ephesians. This is so good. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I mean, there's just, it's humbling because we we know that once we were you know, dead because of our disobedience. Once we were blinded and God being so rich in his mercy, you know, chose us. He saved us. He made the word come to life in our hearts. You know, we're not spiritually cold anymore. Our hearts are not hardened. And, and thank God for that because God chose us and it's of no doing of our own. So that's why we have a mission to share the light of Christ with others because we've been given this inexplainable, beautiful gift of eternity with Jesus Christ, the, the incomparable King of Kings, Lord of Lords. I mean, he is so loving. He loves us so much. I, I just can't even put it into words, but believers knew Satan and this was, you know, Paul, the, the believers knew Satan and malevolent spiritual forces inhabited the space between earth and the sky, and they still do. And they knew that Satan ruled this or rules this evil, demonic spiritual realm. And these demons are opposed to Christ. But again, through Jesus, through his resurrection, Jesus achieved victory over Satan and his influence. 
Jesus Christ holds eternal sovereignty over the entire world, while Satan's rule is temporary and limited to those who willingly follow him. So it's always important when we're reading these scriptures to remember that Jesus Christ is the victor. He is sovereign over the entire world. He is our eternal ruler. And Satan's rule is only temporary and limited to those who willingly follow him. And then I wanted to just end this episode on this scripture. It just felt right. And it's going to be 1 John 5, 18 to 21. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one, and we know that the Son of God has come, and he has given us understanding so we can know the true God, and now we live in fellowship with the true God, and because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, He is the only true God, and He is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. So I thought that was a great scripture to leave it on, to ponder on. You know, we need to stay away from anything that might take God's place in our hearts. And so I just pray that we would get revival, that um, God would give us a touch in our hearts to just be filled with Jesus because Jesus is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And if we keep our eye focused on the prize, we can't go wrong. So just keep seeking, keep praying, keep reading. God loves you. I love you. And we will see you next week where we continue our series on enemy awareness. I pray that you are blessed by the by this message. And if you have any prayer requests, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Yeah. So just feel free to reach out and until next week, be blessed. 